Hey ho, dear ones. Oh my gosh, so much to update you on. I am sitting back in my office after a long summer break, and it feels so good. I feel so refreshed and so recharged, and I feel like my cup is so full. It's overflowing. And I really want to report something exciting to you. I really give human design so much credit for how I feel because I'm, well, here is an ex- super exciting announcement. Drum roll. I'm sorry. I'm like, I feel like I'm not speaking so well right now because I, I haven't recorded a podcast in like six weeks. So I just, I, I, I've got some kinks to iron out here, but I'm not going to re-record this. I want you to experience me in my most authentic, organic self. So I will just keep going here and I invite you to bear with me as I get my mojo going here. I, fi- I get my, find my groove. Human design, super exciting announcement. Are you ready? Are you ready? I am going to get certified in, and I am studying quantum human design. I am currently in level one, and I plan, and we'll see, I'll plan, I'm planning to go through level four. Oh, yeah. And then we'll see where it goes. And really, you know, I'm not going to be rebranding myself as a human design consultant, although, you know, may, maybe I will someday. Right now, I'm being called to learn human design, like really go deep with it for myself, for my loved ones, and for my clients, and for my my the people I serve. For you, dear listener, I really feel like it just, it's so, like it just opens the aperture just so much wider regarding who we are, what we're meant to do in this lifetime, who we're meant to be, how we're meant to show up in the world, how we're, we're meant to create. So getting back to my cup being so full, I'm really aligning deeper and deeper and deeper to my human design type. And let me tell you, if you're brand new to human design, and oh, by the way, that's not what this episode is about. And I'm going to get to that in just a hot sec here. But if you're brand new to human design, it can feel confusing. It can feel not useful. Like, I don't know if this is really for me. And if that's you, I just invite you to read for yourself. Grab a book. I'm looking at right now, one of the books I recommend is Understanding Human Design by Karen Curry. She now goes by Karen Curry Parker, The New Science of Astrology, Discover Who You Really Are. Print your chart out. You can Google free human design chart, and there's lots of different choices. Print your chart out. Have this book handy. And just start learning about your type and just see if it resonates. And if you are an old pro to human design, then I have something fantastic for you today that you are going to love because I'm going to give you something I suspect you haven't considered before or heard about it in this way that's going to enable you to go even deeper to your human design type. So wherever you are on that spectrum, you will feel served today. Okay, this is going to be a bit of a longer intro than I normally do, but I am, like I said, just getting back on the podcast saddle. I just dropped my daughter off for her first day of school, and, you know, she just turned six, so she goes to a Dutch school, so it's group three of Hoop Glee in Nederlands, and that would be the equivalent in the U.S. of, like, first grade, first, second grade. And, you know, I had the mama jitters. I was definitely more nervous than she was, but 
She seemed happy as a clam as I hugged her goodbye for the day. Okay, now we're going to get into the topic at hand, and that is your spiritual gift of intuition. And I'm excited to announce that this is episode number one of a five-part series to explore our five key spiritual gifts. And we'll be starting with the gift that I would say is most key to amplifying all five of your gifts, and that is the gift of intuition. And what are spiritual gifts? They are special divine power given to you by source, and it's how you connect to and co-create with the spiritual realm. And as we ascend on planet Earth to higher and higher energetic frequencies, and as we create new systems, and as old systems crumble, and as we transition... Relying on our spiritual gifts is going to be the way forward. We will no longer be able to just rely on our thinking, rational brain to make decisions. We will need more than ever our spiritual gifts to really call in this new energy, align to it, and thrive in it, which is what we're meant to do. And it's what we're meant to lead others to do. And we light workers need to be the ones, or we're being called to be the ones that have our spiritual gifts honed so we can lead others to a better way of living, being, and thriving. And without any further ado, let's get to it. In today's episode, I reveal the five parts to our gift of intuition, how to identify your dominant and developing intuitive language, and the five-step process to communicating with your divine support team. I'll end on an invitation that'll have you amplifying your intuitive gifts in a way to receive clear, unquestionable guidance from the spiritual realm whenever you ask for it. So be sure to stay with me until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of nearly 2,000 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my website, alisonscammell.com, or in the show notes. Today, we're talking about our spiritual gift of intuition, and that is our ability to communicate to our higher self and the spiritual realm. I also call our spiritual gift of intuition the door. You can imagine that there's a portal door that separates our human physical self with our spiritual non-physical soul or higher self that piece of us connected to source. And the wider this portal door is open, the more powerful your ability to receive detailed, unquestionable downloads from the spiritual realm. 
And I'm going to be talking to you today and revealing just how to open your portal door wider and wider and wider. All right. So let's start with the five parts to our spiritual gift of intuition. And the first part is the intuitive languages, which I'm going to be unpacking in detail in just a sec. The second part is the emotional compass. So our intuition and the spiritual realm speaks to us through our emotions. And when you feel any sort of painful or resisting or off emotion, that is indicating to you there's something off on your path, something is out of alignment, there's a wound that needs to be healed, and I'm going to be exploring all about that healing in the next episode where I'll be exploring our spiritual gift of healing, okay? So for this purposes of our intuition, I want to spend more time with those those joyful feelings, those non-painful emotions. And we all have core valued feeling states, and they differ for, for each and every one of us. For some of us, it's a core valued feeling state to feel peace and harmony. For me, that is an important one. I, I need some sort of harmony, balance. It's part of my human design type. It's part of my astrology. You know, I'm a Taurus. We like to have nice routines, schedules. I'm also a projector. So we really have to manage our our energy. And so the more kind of routine my day is, the better I can manage it. So for me, harmony has a specific type of meaning, right? It's that balanced energetic state that is very important for me. Now you could say, yes, harmony is a core valued feeling state for me, but you could take harmony to mean something pretty different actually. So this is the process of trying to identify what are the feelings that are most important you to feel. Because you've heard me say this before, our feelings drive everything. They drive our goals, our desires. They drive the things that we try to avoid. So they drive our vices. If there are certain feelings that we don't wanna feel, we'll grab for the Netflix remote or we'll grab for the bottle of wine, right? So we all have the things that, the emotions that we're, we're so motivated to feel and the emotions that we try to avoid. So getting crystal clear on your core valued feeling states, what is it you want to feel when you look into the future and see a better vision for your life, your business, your future? What are you feeling? And I promise you, if I took you through a five-year visioning exercise, which is what we'll be talking about when we explore our spiritual gift of manifestation, what if I took you through the five, let, let's do a five-year meditation and I'm going to do a visioning exercise and we're going to go to your future in five years time where it's most aligned. You're in most alignment to your higher self. You're living your best life. You're creating from your highest. Everything is just amazing. You could potentially, if I did it every day for a week, let's say, you could potentially have seven different visions where maybe you're living on an island or you're living in a mountain or you're living exactly where you are today. Every vision is a little bit different, but the core valued feeling states that you notice inside of each vision is going to be the same. So 
when you do visioning into the future, when you try to vision yourself in a higher, more aligned, happier, more joyful state, it's super important to notice what are my core valued feeling states because that is that's what you want to that's what you want to notice in your life today. What is it in my life today that enables me to feel those feels? What can I add to my life today to enable me to feel those feels? What can I take away that's no longer serving me? That is part of your emotional compass. That is actually your intuition speaking to you. And when you tap in, like when I feel this amazing harmony, which I can tell you, which for me is this like balanced energy feeling, I'm feeling it so strongly, you guys, right now. Why? Because I am a projector and I am meant to work in bursts and then take rests. And I'm I'm learning for me, and every projector out there will experience this differently, but what I'm learning for myself is that means doing that in a day. I tend to work in bursts in my day and then take a rest. I do that in my week. I tend to work more at the start of the week, and then I rest at the end of the week and in the weekend. And, and when by the end of the week, I'm already starting to rest by Thursday, so it's not just the weekend. Like I really go hard Monday and Tuesday, and then by Wednesday, I start to taper off. And it also means I do that for the year. I just took six weeks off in the summer. Six weeks, you know, that's a lot. And now I'm ready for an absolute burst of work because I, I really love working in the fall. So now as we're getting to the end summer, early fall, I am ready to go. So I take this cycle, this energetic cycle, very seriously. And I, I layer it in all, all parts of, of my, my work cycle. And what does that give me? That gives me such a feeling of harmony, which is a core valued feeling state, which is my intuition saying, yes, Allison, you're in alignment. You are on the right path. Okay. The other thing I'll say about the emotional compass and for each of these parts, I could do a five-part podcast episode series. So I'm just giving you wave tops here for all of this. I actually have a lot of stuff to go through. I have so much to give you today. It's just fantastic. So I'm going to try, I, I get excited about this stuff. So I'm going to try not to spend too much time on any one point so I can get through everything I have to share for today. So the last thing I'll say about our emotional compass is yes, energy, no energy. And this is pretty simple. You can feel into any question you have. Do I want to, like when I felt into the question, do I want to spend the time and money to get a human design certification or do I just want to like read books and do it like a hobby? I really spent a lot of time with that. And the thing that I really leaned into the most was this, my emotional compass, that yes energy feels for me you get your your yes energy will get you into your core valued feeling states so into that harmony that felt like harmony to me and it also felt freeing yes energy for any question you have will feel like freedom a yes like is this whenever you're like is this in my highest and greatest good if you feel like freedom that is your emotional compass saying yes. That is your intuition talking to you. It's saying, yep, it feels like freedom. Yes, energy always feels some 
what freeing, expanding, liberating freedom. No energy, on the other hand, will feel a lot of different ways depending on each of us. We'll feel it different ways, but it it will always have some sort of opposite of freedom. So constricting, shackling, like you're being put in a cage, like you're weighed down. So you can really feel into your emotions with any question you have in life. Are you getting that yes emotional energy or that no emotional energy? And that is not coincidence. That is absolutely your gift of intuition, your higher self speaking to you powerfully through your emotions. The third part of our gift of intuition is our physical compass. So important. And certainly our physical compass is related to the emotional compass. When we feel yes energy, we're going to feel it a certain way in the body. It's going to feel expanding, tingling on the skin. And certainly a no energy is going to feel like a, a, a lot of times people say they feel a heaviness in the chest They'll feel like a a wrenching in the gut. So this is about getting very specific about those tactile physical sensations you feel. And this is super important. We all have bodily intuitive touch points is what I call it. So there are places in the body that we can tune into to connect to our intuition and the spiritual realm. Most of our intuitive gifts, with one exception, lies from the neck down. It's when we're sunk into the body and we're out of our head that we can experience our intuitive gift, our spiritual gift of intuition. So for most of us, when you're in your heart space connected to that area at the center of your chest, you are going to be, first of all, you're going to be able to connect to all things in the spiritual realm. But typically, our higher self speaks to us through our through our heart space. So if you ask your higher self a question, do I want to eat lunch today? I'm asking my higher self. And from my heart, I'm just getting a yes energy. I just feel like oftentimes my higher self with yes and no's, I get a Y-E-S instead of a yes. I think it's a little bit clearer. And I'll, I, I, I hear coming, emanating from my heart, I feel Y-E-S. I kind of feel it and I hear it. A lot of us in this, our human design type will guide us to whether or not we're a a sacral person, but many of us are, we get our intuitive hits in the body from the sacral. That's that gut, that inner knowing and that gut response. Depending on your human design inner authority, you can get that gut uh uh-huh or uh uh-uh. So just notice if you're someone and you can Look this up in your, your human design type if you're a, someone who really gets a lot of intuitive guidance from that gut. Now, this is the one place where we get intuitive guidance that's not that's from the neck up, and that's our third eye. However, to access the spiritual signal of that third eye, you need to be sunk into the body. So right now, I am totally sunk into my body in this the, the words that I'm saying to you are just flowing through me. However, if I want to ask source a question, so our spirit guides and source speaks to us often. We re- They send signals to our third eye, which our third eye receives. Our brain then translates into your mother tongue or whatever language that you're thinking in. <laughs> and that's how you receive the messages. And if it doesn't 
translate into words. Then you get visions, feelings, senses, and inner knowing. So I'm right now sunk into my body. I'm going to ask Source a question. What Source? I'm going to actually channel the question. I'm going to ask Source, Source, what question should I ask you? Or do you have a message for me? Oh, okay. So Source has a message for me. <laughs> I just got the message from Source. Slow down. You're going to get through it all. Because right now I'm going a little bit into my head with worry that I'm not going to get through all the material or like this episode is going to get too long. So isn't Source very clever? Source actually said, you know, slow down, go back into the body. There's plenty of time to get through everything. Everything that needs to be said today will be said. So thank you, Source. And I received that message from my third eye that space at your forehead, right between your eyes. How it works for me, and I do have to kind of pay attention to it, otherwise I don't even notice it. I feel a tingling sensation right at my third eye. I literally feel like a vibration as messages come in. The next place in the body you can often feel intuitive connections to the spiritual realm is at the back of the neck or like your shoulders, the back of the neck, often like crossed over loved ones when they're present with you. You'll kind of, you'll you'll hear spiritual people talk about the tap on the shoulder, like a spirit guide or a crossed over loved one can tap you on the shoulder because they have something to tell you, they wanna get your attention, or you feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up because you feel presence in the room. That's another bodily intuitive touch point where the spiritual realm really communicates to us. And the other really, really important bodily intuitive touch point is everywhere else. (laughs) You can receive it anywhere in your body. You can, everything I just went through, I would say is like guidelines. They're what a lot of people experience, but you can be completely different. You know, you can feel it in your forearms. You can feel it tingling at the top of your head. Whatever it is for you, it's just about noticing. And the more deep you get into your intuitive gift of intuition, try to notice, like, what what is this I'm feeling? Is it my higher self? Is it source? Is it spirit guides? You can start noticing how your very the various parts of your divine support team are communicating with you. And If you're thinking, oh, well, I'm not intuitive enough to get that level of detail. Yes, you are. If you're here listening to me, you are likely much more intuitive than you think you are. And just go to those beautiful, my favorite thing in the world, yes, no questions. Is this source talking? Yes. Is this higher self talking? No. Oh, is it a spirit guide? Yes. You know, for example. So go to those yes, no questions. You can almost always get a clear yes response, no response. And it is a super good use of your time to start to identify your dominant bodily intuitive touch points. Mine are definitely my heart space and my third eye, but it really, really can be different for everyone. And if you're someone who has sacral inner authority as part of your human design type, you are going to be more in that gut following your gut yes, no response. So again, it really is different for everyone. And I really invite you to explore into this. Where do I speak 
to my higher self and the spiritual realm in my body? Where do I receive it? And certainly you can say, I just feel it all over. Or it's just, especially if you have a high claircognizant or clairsentient, you are going to feel it all over. And we're going to be talking about the languages in just a sec. Okay, the fourth part of our spiritual gift of intuition is your human design type. Now, there's this is a huge, huge rabbit hole to go down, and I'm not going to spend too much on this today, but I'll cover the key ways of how our human design type aligns to our gift of intuition. I will mention four ways in this episode, but I'm not going to go into super detail here. So, you know, this is probably for another episode. When I get to level four in my human design studies, I will come back and re-record an episode that dives in a little bit deeper. But for now, it is your inner authority, your strategy, your signature, and your not-self-theme. And I'm not going to go through all the inner authorities and strategies, but what you can do is look it up for your type, getting to know your inner authority and your strategy, which is your gift of intuition, also speaking to you, of letting you know whether you're in and out of alignment and how to show up in a way that is in alignment for you. And what I will mention here is all the different types have a signature emotion that when you're feeling that emotion, it's similar to the core valued feeling state in that you know you are in alignment. So the, for manifestors, when you feel peace, you know you are in alignment. And again, for these signatures, I'd really invite you to explore into exactly, for example, what peace means to you if you're a manifestor. For generators, your signature is satisfaction. You are designed to do work and master work that feels super satisfying. For manifesting generators, you are wired for freedom. When you feel freedom, you are in alignment. For projectors, that's me, we feel super happy <laughs> when we feel success. And this is a tricky one because, you know, success you know, is an easy thing to take on the definition of what society finds successful, what our parents are thinking is successful, etc. So for projectors, really spend some time with this. What does true heart-aligned success, soul-driven success mean to you? How does it feel when are times in the past where you just felt ah, successful? Notice those. Notice those because Either you're being called to recreate that or do something similar or follow those steps. There's something there for you because if it's resulting, whatever you did, if it resulted in a pure feeling of joyful success, there's, a, there's something there that wants to happen again. And lastly, reflectors, their signature is harmony. And when reflectors feel harmony, they know they are in alignment. And harmony, as I mentioned earlier, is a core valued feeling state of mind. So I am not a reflector, but harmony is also a really an important emotion for me. So as you can see, we all have gifts of intuition, but we all experience our gift super differently. And I'm sharing this information to really, really help you go in one layer deeper wherever you are on your path of understanding your intuition, going one 
level deeper in to your portal door to opening it wider and wider and wider. And the result is greater and greater feelings of alignment. And that alignment is going to result to feeling your signature emotion and your core valued feeling states. And when you're spending more and more of your day vibrating in the emotions of your core valued feeling states and your signature emotion as part of your human design type, ooh, dear ones, your gift of manifestation will skyrocket. That is when your dreams and your desires just start falling in your lap with a joy and ease that will leave you in in an awe state every single time. So do stay tuned to Soul Guide Radio because I'm going to be unpacking that in greater detail in a few episodes when we talk about our spiritual gift of manifestation. Okay, on the flip side of the signature for your human design is the not-self theme. I love my not-self theme. It is such an amazing guide. It is 100% your intuition speaking to you, telling you, you are out of alignment here. Manifestors will feel angry because you guys move fast, and when someone mucks up in your flow, that's going to piss you off. So, beautiful. What is mucking up with your flow? That would be the first thing I would ask. Who or what or is my schedule or what's happening that my flow is getting disrupted? And that is your opportunity to tweak and refine. Remember, your not-self theme is your guide. It's a beautiful guide telling you something wants to change. Okay, generators, your not-self theme is frustration. Now, I would say out of all the not-self themes, You've got the most juicy not-self theme because you feel frustrated often right before a breakthrough. So maybe, you know, you're designed to gain mastery in your work. So maybe you feel like you're plateauing in your work and that will feel frustrating for you. And so that's beautiful. Stay with your frustration. The biggest thing not to do in that point is to quit or give up. Stay with it. Get to the other side of the frustration. Ask yourself, is there something different that wants to be done? Is there something new? Am I being ready to up-level and allow in what wants to come next? Because often the frustration arrives right before really exciting bursts of growth for you. Manifesting generators, you will feel a combination of anger and frustration. You will feel that anger when your flow is disrupted and you will feel frustrated when you're plateauing or things aren't going as you wished or you're you're not doing work that feels very satisfying for you. So notice when you feel anger and or frustration that is your not self-theme saying there's something out of alignment here or something's about to change. For the projectors, that's me. We feel better. I love my bitterness. We often feel unseen, we feel unheard, and that leaves us feeling very bitter. It is a world dominated by manifestors, generators, and manifesting generators, so we can feel like we are not understood, we're weird, (laughs) we're the odd energy type. And again, that can leave you feeling bitter. So allow that bitterness not to consume you, but to be the guide, what wants to change. 
how can when we when we projectors are in our light, we are powerful beings. So how can I show up in my projector lighthouse and be the beam of light? And that's going to guide you right to the path you're meant to be on. So again, I will just say these not self themes. I freaking love when I feel bitter because it's like, oh my gosh, it's so clarifying for me. And I now know the difference between some minor annoyance that I just need to let go in the moment or that not self theme bitterness that is trying to get my attention. I literally taste it in the mouth and I can recognize it now immediately because I've paid attention to it. And I really recommend you do the same with your not self theme so you start to notice immediately when it's showing up in your life. In fact, a powerful question to ask from time to time is, is there any place in my life where I am feeling my not self theme? So in my example, I will ask myself periodically, is there anywhere in my life I feel bitter? And lastly, we have our reflectors, the unicorns of the human design types, and you will feel disappointment. Normally for you, it's so important to be around people you trust, people you like in good environments. And normally you'll feel some sort of disappointment when that your environment isn't serving you, the people around you aren't serving you, and something needs to shift there. And the fifth part of the five parts to our gift of intuition is the five steps to communicating with the spiritual realm. It's how to communicate to the spiritual realm, and we'll get to that in one second. So just to recap, we've got the intuitive languages, which we're about to talk about in one minute. Your two, your emotional compass, three, your physical compass, four, your human design type, and five, your how you communicate to the spiritual realm. So moving on to the intuitive languages. For most of us, we either, there are four languages to communicating to the spiritual realm. We either see visions, symbols, images. We hear messages. We sense or feel intuitive guidance coming in, or we just have the inner knowing. We just know it. But there's also the other, and there's the infinite number of other ways that you, other languages out there that you can use as part of your gift of intuition. So again, it's just this exploring, which I'll be talking about how to explore your unique gift in just a minute. So we all have dominant and developing languages. And both dom- both our dominant and our developing language can shift over time. So my dominant intuitive language is my clear audience. I hear That is my go-to. When I want to ask source a question or my higher self, I just ask and then I receive, I, I receive an answer in the form of a message. However, my developing intuitive language is my clairvoyant, my ability to see. My gift of intuition was sort of blown open after my near-death experience. So it went from my portal door went to almost completely shut to blown open in a very short amount of time. And in that process, I got the the dominant language that came through for sure was my clear audience, my hearing. 
And that's just what I relied on. And then years into my experience with the portal door open, I then started to notice a developing, well, I started to develop, I, I started to notice two things, actually. I also had a very, very strong, clear, cognizant, my inner knowing. And it worked very beautifully with my clear audience. So I would get a message that would come in and my inner knowing would, bam, turn on about exactly what it meant. So it would be like the download would just come in and it would just all make sense. So it's almost like I had a first dominant language was my hearing and my second dominant was my knowing. And then I started to develop my ability to see. And that's something I'm still developing. And it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger as I work with it. So what I invite you to notice is to ask questions of your higher self and your divine support team and just notice, do you tend to see, hear, sense, or know, or something else? And then I want you to notice two things. First, what is the natural way that information comes in? What feels most natural to you? Does it feel most natural to see it, hear it, sense it, or know it? So that's, that's going to be your dominant. And then you can ask your higher self, what is my developing intuitive language? And if you want, you can do yes, no. Is my developing to see? Is it to hear? Is it to sense? Is it to know? Is it something else? And start to hone in your answer. And when you get an answer, then just be with your dominant language and allow that to be your go-to and spend some time which I'm going to be talking about in just a sec here, in your gym of your intuition, which is going to be so important, flexing the muscle of your developing intuitive language. So before I go to bed at night, I try to do some vi visioning and visualizations and I ask questions of my divine support team. And instead of just going to auto response, relying on my ability to hear, I ask them to speak to me clairvoyantly. I ask them to speak to me in visions. And again, my visions will work in tandem with my inner knowing. So I'll get the vision. Okay, I see that thing. And oh, my inner knowing kicks in. That's what that means. So our languages kind of work together to get us the information and the guidance that we need. So getting to know your dominant and developing language is really going to help you as you amplify your gifts and open that portal door wider and wider. So that gets me to the last thing I wanted to share with you today, which, oh my gosh, I am doing great on time. Source was right. I did have all the time I needed to get through everything. And that is how you communicate specifically to your divine support team and the importance of developing a daily routine. I call it going to the gym of your intuition. That's how you're going to get to know all the different things I was sharing with you today, your core valued feeling states, your bodily intuitive touch points, your dominant and developing intuitive languages. And Every single one of us can and does connect to the spiritual realm 
a little bit differently. I offer a five-step process that if you're new to this or you want to try it, I invite you to try. And then again, when you're in your gym of intuition doing your daily routine, you can notice what process works best for you. But all processes, all processes, no matter what it is you do to connect to the spiritual realm, it's going to involve some form of quieting your thinking mind. Because when you're in your thinking mind, when you're overly plugged into technology, you're overly lost in worry or doubt, swimming in your thoughts, you will be cut off from this gift and your portal door will be quite closed. So, oh, how to connect to the spiritual realm processes out there will involve some sort of way to get you into your body, get you out of your head, get you relaxed, get your right brain cooking and your left brain closed off a little bit so you can actually connect. So the five-step process I teach, which you guys, if you've been in my world, have probably heard me say before, but let's do it together. Repetition is really the way to mastery. So step one is you take deep breaths. I recommend deep belly breaths, filling up the lower part of the belly. <sighs> Step two is the pivot down, and you pivot down and you sink into your body. And this is where you can notice your bodily intuitive touch points, where it feels best for you to go. It always feels best for me to go to my heart space. So when in doubt, I invite you to go to your heart space, that area at the center of your chest, and just tune into your heart energy. Step three is you set the intention to what you're connecting to. So are you connecting to higher self? Are you connecting to source? Are you just connecting? I just set the intention to connect to whatever is here and wants to connect back with me. Are you connecting to a crossed over loved one? Are you ex connecting to an animal? spirit guide, an angel. You know, I teach in my business, intuitive business work. Are you connecting to your soul client avatar? Whoever you want. Are you connecting to the higher self of a loved one? The higher self of your child? The higher self of your husband? You get to decide here to and what you're connecting to. Step four is to ask the questions. And if you're on the newer side of all this, make the questions very easy. Yes, no questions are beautiful. Multiple choice questions. Ask the questions in a way that makes it easeful for you to receive this, the responses. And indeed, that is step number five, perceiving what you're receiving to be coming back in response. And as always, when in doubt, you go with your best guess. Always go with your best guess, and then you can test it. Test the guidance. If you're saying, higher self, should I turn right or left? And you think you heard turn left, go ahead and start to turn left and notice how you feel. Notice your emotional compass. Notice your signature feelings of your human design type. How does it feel? Is your not self theme kicking in? <laughs> you feel anger, bitter, frustrated. Chances are, chances are actually your higher self did call you to turn left because it wanted you to know what you really don't want because that was the most clarifying thing for you. So oftentimes on our path, experiencing what we don't want is the most clarifying and the 
the most aligned route to get to where it is you truly want to go. So friendly reminder that our higher self or divine guidance team can always and does always guide us to challenging an out-of-alignment situation so we can experience that and get to the other side to the alignment. So our job is just to stay with the gifts, stay with noticing our compass, and so we can keep making the shifts we need to make till we get to that place of, ah, alignment. All right, you guys, this has been fun for me. I hope that you learned so much. And I hope that you really received something specific and tangible you can integrate into your experience today to start getting results immediately and to really start amplifying that gift of intuition. And the amplification is really going to come by clarifying, clarifying all of these things. I, you know, your intuitive language, your emotional compass, your physical compass, your human design type, how you specifically communicate, it will come through that clarification. It will also come through the daily practice. And if you skip a day, it's totally fine. But the daily practice and really, we're really evolving to going beyond a daily practice where this is just, this is just how we live. You know, we're in our gift of intuition all day long, right? And so going to that gym of intuition of just flexing these muscles and communicating to the spiritual realm and asking, you know, your higher self, the big questions in life, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? And the little questions, what do I really want to eat for dinner tonight? What's going to make me feel most, most nourished? And oftentimes the little questions in life actually add up to quite big things and big results. So the more you can delegate to your higher self and to your divine support team, the more aligned you're going to feel. And the more you're going to be able to feel your core valued feeling states and your signature emotion. Okay, my invitation for you this week is to, hmm, there are so many things I could invite you to on this one. There's just a lot. So I don't want to overwhelm you. But so what I'm being called to invite you to is go to the part that is speaking to you the most now and explore into it. So are you feeling most called to explore into your intuitive languages, what's dominant and what's developing, or explore into your emotional compass, what are your core valued feeling states, or your bodily, your physical compass, where are your bodily intuitive touch points, your human design type, your inner authority strategy, signature non-self theme, or your, your process for communicating to the spiritual realm. So of those five parts, pick one and see if you can go one layer deeper into understanding how your gift of intuition shows up and how you experience this for your gift of intuition so you may amplify your gift. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for being with me. I'm super excited to be with you next week. We're going to be moving on to the next spiritual gift, and that is the spiritual gift of healing. And I'm very much looking forward to recording that episode. If you're loving this 
content and you feel so called, I would be so grateful for a rating and review. And that is really how more people can find us and how more people can benefit from this content. And you can find a link to leave a review for Soul Guide Radio in the show notes. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find a link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.